the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion. It's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast. And it starts now. Just needed, needed more push from everyone. I mean, we got down and just couldn't find a way to fight back. You know, we had power play chances, needed to find a way to score. Changes the game and get it to 2-2, so... That's on our on our power play to, to you know get us some momentum and score a goal. You know, at this point, chances aren't good enough. We need goals, and we've had lots of chances, but we need to find a way to put them in. It's costing us games, so we need uh, need to score. That's the bottom line. Just a hail mary to try and get back in the game. Um, you know, we almost had another one there, so just too little, too late. That's it. A couple turnovers, a couple slow getting back. You know, they they scored off the rush, and you know we can't allow that to happen. Well, that was Robert Thomas as the St. Louis Blues fell to the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 5-2. They now have lost two games in a row, and with that loss, missed an opportunity to leapfrog in the Central Division standings over Nashville and Arizona, who were idle yesterday and sit just one point ahead of the Blues in the standings. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. The Blues came in hoping to start another winning streak as they were two games over 500 at 13, 11, and 1. They were playing a Blue Jackets team that was 8, 15, and 5 that had only won four games out of their last 18. But it went with the Blue Jackets early on. Marchenko scored a minute 42 in. And then after Thomas tied it up, the Blues gave up the next goal to make it 2-1. to one. The power play would end up going 0 for 3 in the game, and the Blues fell to the Blue Jackets by a score of 5-2. to two. Let's get you to the highlights. Brought over the line by Hayes. Has some time on the forehand, goes cross ice, but it slides through Cairo, and Columbus is going to come the other way with it. They get it over the line on the far wing, center of the puck, alone in front there to shoot, and they score. It goes underneath Joe Hofer. And Kirill Marchenko has put the Blue Jackets on top, 1-0. Voronkov reverse shoulders Thomas and dropped him hard to the ice. The puck comes back to Thomas. He's on a breakaway. He's in and he shoots, he scores! Robert Thomas took the reverse shoulder, threw a cross check, skated out with the puck, and he ties the game. 1-1 the score, 5.24 to go, first period. The Blue Jackets are going to get it in. They shoot and score. Fantilli gives the Blue Jackets a 2-1 lead with 2.59 to go in the first period. After the Blues turned it over, trying to clear the puck on the far wing. Eventually knocked out of his zone by Voronkov. They get it into the middle, tap in and score. Lost puck battle on the near wing, and the Blue Jackets have made it 3-1 with 13.34 to go in the third. Now to Chinikov down the near wing, shoots it wide of the goal. Over to the far side, Gaudreau has it. Proved. Trying to kick it loose, they turn it over, score! They tried to kick it up and it deflected to the middle of the ice and then it just absolutely ripped by Chinikov. Beats over to the blocker side and a power play goal for Columbus has made it four to one, Blue Jackets. Blues deflected to the front of the net. Thomas, he scores. He finds the rebound on the doorstep. He's made it four to two with 2.19 to go in the third. Racing to the near wing, Krug trying to keep that away from Texier. Texier gets it, shoots and scores. The empty net goal goes in with 3.8 seconds to go. And it's a 5-2 score. 
Blue Jackets over the Blues. That's the score. The Blues beat Columbus twice last season by. That'll do it. The puck dropped, and the Blues have lost two in a row. Thomas and Craig Berube having a discussion. Thomas doing the talking. Craig Berube listening to his young assistant captain as the Blues walk down the tunnel. They fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 5-2. to two. After the game, Craig Berube tried to put this one into perspective for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, the mistakes, you know, they're, they're you know, we're right there. We just, we didn't kill the plays. They're, they're just mistakes. Made three mistakes tonight and three three goals in our net. We had a lot of chances in the game, but, you know, when you make mistakes and they capitalized on it, we made two in the third. You know, there's a face-off play. We, we turned it over on it. They got an odd man rush. And then PK goals a mistake too. It's a game of inches and sometimes you get the breaks and sometimes you don't, you know, we got to just keep working and get back at it tomorrow. I mean, listen, we can't make those mistakes. we got to clean those up. Well, that's the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube. Well, Matt Lashoff, former National Hockey League uh, defenseman, joined us on the broadcast last night filling in for Joe Vitale, and he helped us break down the game, and it really started with the urgency from the first whistle. This has got to be a really frustrating loss for the Blues here. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, dynamics within the standings, you know, dynamics with who you're coming into play against, and it really was off the first faceoff. You saw a Columbus Blue Jackets team that was on their toes from the start. They used their speed. They've got a bunch of young, talented players that are on this group, um, and they didn't back down, right? They took the game to the Blues right off the bat, and it just seemed like they could never find their edge um, in the consistency of the game uh, up until maybe the last four or five minutes of the third period where they were down, you know, three goals with their goalie pulled. When you look at the statistic of what happens when the opponent scores first, the Blues are now one 12 and 1. That only win was the second game of the year where they tied the game 1 1 and then eventually won it in a shootout. The next step for this hockey team has got to be some mental toughness, mental grind to be able to battle back in games. Yeah, it's got to be a push. You're not going to you're you're not going to get the lead and hold it in every game. No, there needs to be a level of pushback, right? And I think we were alluding to it towards the end of this game. I mean, the simplicity of of what was going to drive their success, filtering pucks at net, beating guys to races, not overcomplicating. There was way too much east-west hockey tonight. You saw that towards the end of the game when the goaltender was pulled and you saw the opportunities come from it, but for whatever reason they were weren't able to sustain any of that throughout the you know the course of the game from period one you know to three and three quarters. Blues nearly went five minutes with the goalie pulled without giving up a goal. The fifth net goal, the empty netter was scored at 1956, 3.8 on the clock to be exact. Can they take anything from that five minutes into power plays tomorrow against the Blackhawks? I think, you know, with regards to the entirety of the game, they need to take that mindset, right? There needs to be a good look at themselves and then a good talk from the from the coaching staff, and I'm sure that it's been reiterated as the game has been going on, right? It's simplify. And I think if you look at the games that they've had a lot of success in, it hasn't been these tic-tac-toe plays, right? It's been consistency, simplification, and that's when all of those good opportunities come and the fancy opportunities come is from the simplicity of the game that you're trying to play and the lockdown defensive style. Style. So I think you take that, you bottle it up, what happened in the end of that, that third period when they were uh, up a man with the goaltender pulled and try to go into the game tomorrow and start the game like that. You have to look at the special teams battle. We re- related about it in the 
to, to the NFL in, in during the game when you talk about the, the special team contest in hockey could be similar to the turnover you know, ratio in, in the National Football League. Teams that win the special teams battle typically win the game. You end up with the Blues going 0 for 3 on the power play, allowing a power play goal. The Blue Jackets go 3 for 3 on the penalty kill. They get the power play goal. And those special teams battle matter. And right now for the Blues, that's now allowing power play goals in four straight games. Uh, they, they haven't scored enough power play goals. They're back to no power play goals in the last three. That's a ratio that really has to change because they're fairly solid five on five. They're a better than 500 team, it seems, five mm-hmm. on five. It's, it's the special team battle that just continues to snowball against them well i think you nailed it right and i think it it, the the special teams battle has a has a way of shifting the dynamic within the game as well right and i think as you're looking at it from having an opportunity on the power play to capitalize and you don't get it and this is a team that's you know gripping their sticks a lot right now there's a frustration level that's probably starting to boil um or has been boiling for a while now um it's it's getting back to simplification again and trying to filter pucks on net. And I know the coaching staff and the players are saying just continue to do the right things. But at a certain point, you know, you really got to start trying to find that shift, right? Because it's right now, it's 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 intimidating in a game now when you're going out in the power play probably for these guys and there's, you know, you're, you have a little bit of angst in your stomach. And then on the flip side, when you're not able to kill some of those penalties off to your point, it, it snowballs and then there's a level of trying to chase the game when it's five on five that shouldn't need to be there. All right, so the Blues now have to regroup in a real hurry and like we were talking about earlier, don't worry about that back-to-back game stuff. Uh, you travel with great planes, you mm-hmm. travel, you stay in great hotels. Back-to-back games aren't really the issue. It might be the fourth and sixth that it starts to grind at you, but not in two and two. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think as we talked about during the game, I mean, the players are in such good shape right now, and, and there seemed to be a shift in the last, you know, half dozen years where the back-to-back game almost was, you know, especially off the start, was in was in favor of the team that had just played the night before, right? And I think you saw that a little bit here tonight. And it really, you know, one, it shouldn't be an excuse ever. Uh, but two, I think you, you got to look at kind of what we were talking about earlier a little bit of the the run that they got on late from a a puck possession standpoint um and try to bring that into you know one of your biggest rivals ever in chicago tomorrow night all right what do you think we do with the bud light three stars of the game and joe vitale's work boots you know, for the three stars for me, I got, uh, let's see, uh, third star, Kirill Marchenko, uh, second star, Igor Chinakov, and first star for me is the young kid, Jet Graves, um, coming in that first game of the season. All right, and what St. Louis Blue do we give Joe Vitale's work boots to? You know, for me, I thought Jake Neighbors was was all over the ice tonight. Um, you know, Robert Thomas got a couple goals. I thought he was doing a lot of good things offensively. But I think that the, the, the impetus of the way that Jake plays is going to need to be bottled up for the rest of this team to continue to play the way that they need to to start to win games. So for me, you know, I loved his energy the entire night. Um, I think the team's got to bottle that up some way and filter it through the rest of their lineup. Matt, thank you very much. All right, time now for my takeaways from the game. And as the Blues go into tonight's game against the Chicago Blackhawks, they will be finishing a stretch of hockey where they will have played 11 of 15 on the road. They're 500 through the first 14 games, 7 and 7. The problem is a lot of goals are going in of late. 48 goals now in the last 12 games, four more goals in four of the last five games. 
that brings in shades of last season where things started to crumble defensively for the Blues. But again, during this stretch of hockey where the majority of the games have been on the road, the Blues go 7-7. Seven and seven. The good news is they haven't dug themselves into a big hole. They have not gotten to the point where they've lost three, four, five, six in a row and are now chasing teams. They're still right in the thick of the middle of the pack and right in the thick of those teams battling for a wild card spot. And honestly, a, a victory last night would have put the Blues back to within three points of third place in the Central Division. So a team's not really running away with it yet. The Blues still have time to recover. And why is that important? Well, after tonight's game against the Blackhawks, the Blues will end up with a stretch of hockey where 11 of their next 15 games are on home ice. Now, it doesn't mean the competition's going to be easy, but they've been pretty solid going 7-4 and four on home ice this season. If they can keep that going through the next stretch, then they can rebound and really stay in the thick of things. So the good news again, a tough stretch of hockey with very little time at home, very little time to practice coming to a close tonight when the Blues play the Blackhawks. And if the Blues can come out of that thing running, it could be a good stretch starting on home ice. The second takeaway from last night's game, well, you look at the way the Blues played the game when they pulled the goaltender. Now the Blue Jackets were sitting back, but the Blues played with urgency. They crashed the net. They took some one-timers, and that's where this second takeaway goes to, the one-timers. The power play again, 0 for 3. The players on either side, either not in a one-time position or maybe a pass doesn't come where they haven't been able to one-time it. One-timers are such a critical weapon in the National Hockey League. You saw the Blue Jackets score a goal that way. You've seen the St. Louis Blues create opportunities and some rebounds, especially with the pull goalie pulled when they fired one-timers at the net, whether it be on the power play or at even strength. However it goes, that one-timer is going to have to be a big part of what is going on. And then finally, the last takeaway, let's talk Joe Hofer here for just a moment. The Blues' young goaltender suffers his fifth loss of the season. He's now at 500 after 10 appearances at 5-5. And oh, he locked the game down in the end for a while, giving his team a chance to get back in it. But it was that first goal of the game that went in just one minute and 42 seconds in that was a tad soft that he'd like to have back. But keep this in mind. This is a six foot five goaltender that's only 23 years of age that was only playing in his 18th game in the National Hockey League. He's nine, seven and one now in his career. You're gonna have some moments just like a young defenseman in Tucker or Perunovic, just like young forwards like a Jordan Cairo or a Jake Neighbors. You're going to have moments where the game is just not going to go their way. There's going to be learning curves. There's going to be inconsistencies. That is part of the process that the Blues are in with Joel Hofer as a goaltender as well. What they're excited about is they feel that his upside is a lot higher than what Billy Husso's were or some of the other backup goaltenders the Blues have had over the last couple of years. That's why last year they signed Thomas Grice just to a one-year deal, knowing that Hofer was coming. And this is part of the growth process for a young goaltender in the National Hockey League. They're very high on this young man, but yeah, the Blues could have used that extra save in the game last night against the Blue Jackets, but some of those moments, just like any player in front of them, are gonna be part of the process for a young goaltender in the National Hockey League. So those are my three takeaways. The Blues fall to the Blue Jackets by a score of five to two. They play the Chicago Blackhawks tonight before coming home and beginning that long stretch of 11 of the next 15 on the road. And they'll be at home for a whole week of home games, which is gonna be chicken soup for the soul, I think, for this hockey team. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction. 
I'm Chris Kerber. The next podcast comes your way Sunday morning after the Blues play the Blackhawks tonight. And it comes your way after each and every Blues game. It's Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast. From Columbus, I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you at the rink.